Yo, what's going on, guys? John Fitch here. Got an action-packed night talking about crypto. Got some experts in the house because I'm no longer an expert. I don't feel I'm an expert anymore. Things move fast, man. If you take a short hiatus from th some things, you get lost. A little stogie. Let's play some of the class again because we're going to learn. We're going to learning. Uh, Heads on, <clears throat> figure some stuff out, make some money, hopefully. I don't want to uh, do disservice to that song for the rest of the show. Let's get our buddies up here from Cultivate Crypto. The Crypto Mindset course is now available. How are you guys doing this evening? Yeah, man. Enjoying those riffs that you got going on there is pretty pretty good. I can't do that shit, so that's, I, I like it. Still, still learning as I go. Self-taught, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Or YouTube, YouTube time. Say it again. YouTube taught. We oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, watching he, he was watching. Oh, I got you. Watch his stuff yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean that's pretty much how we learned about crypto as well, man. Like yeah. pretty so, yeah, much. YouTube, YouTube's a great place to just learn new things. It, it, it's the age of information. If you're if you're not getting uh, good information, it's your fault. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's out there. So we got you guys on today to help us figure out a little bit what's going on with Bitcoin, and I probably have a bunch of users who might not have bitcoin yet although yep. i've been talking about it for at least man eight years probably oh wow damn so nice. if these guys have been watching me and they have not bought any bitcoin they're they're not very smart <laughs> I like it yeah i mean uh yeah i remember you talking about it last year we were on a stream uh, mm -hmm. I think it was like during the election or something on, on John from Modern Life Dating stream together. And I just was like, damn, like John Fitch was talking about Bitcoin. Like, yeah, he has like a lot of good information on that during that that time. That was big. I think the price last November was like about like probably around $14,000 mm -hmm. around the time. Now it's 50000 fucking dollars. You know, yeah. it's doing pretty good. It's uh, yeah. Everybody who told me um, that I was stupid when I was buying it, like at 250 bucks. I started following, um, you know, when Twitter started, I was on Twitter a lot. And then I started following, you know, just uh, it was kind of like the, the pre SJW people who mm -hmm. everything was a behind the scenes expose and people writing everybody out and whatever. Uh -huh. So there's a lot of good information uh, that was coming out at that time before it went all, all you know more than 80 genders but you know um i i remember it being like five dollars and 25 dollars and 50 bucks and yeah. then i didn't buy in until after the the mount gox hack oh, and it was yeah. like 1200 dollars and the price plummeted all the way back down to 200 so i started buying like around 600. that was like back in like 2011 back then then like 2010 2011 2012 that you were paying attention on yeah it's a good chunk took a time yeah. yeah that was because like ron paul you know i was listening to ron paul a lot oh, okay. okay sound money and 
I was like, Perfect. he didn't just keep printing more money. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And here we yeah. are still, still printing more money. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a couple of ways to look at Bitcoin's price relative to that. There's some people are like, well, Bitcoin, right, doesn't have any inherent value. And the only reason why its price is pumping, you know, against the dollar is because the dollar is becoming less valuable. And part That's partially true, right? What you can mm -hmm. actually do is take a look at um, a chart. Uh, I could maybe pull it up a little bit later. Um, but there's like charts where you can actually take uh, the additional money supply that's come into the market since Bitcoin's been coming up and kind of look at, okay, like, uh, has Bitcoin still been outpacing the dollar even with the inflated money supply? And the fact is that mm -hmm. because Bitcoin is much more scarce that the value has actually gone up. So, but just by the inflated money supply, it just, you know, basically goes up faster, um, you know, in terms of dollar terms. So, you know, yeah. one of the things that we talk about is uh, on our channels um, basically is that Bitcoin probably by the end of this decade will be anywhere between easily between 500,000 to a million dollars, maybe even a million dollars plus by the end of this decade. Um, for one Bitcoin. And that might sound crazy to some people, you know, but I'm okay. Like I was on YouTube here, you know, uh, I started my channel in uh, February of 2019 when Bitcoin was about $3,600. Um, we started the Tokyo Crypto Show on Modern Life Dating's channel and my channel as well then. And like for the first year and a half, two years, everybody thought the same thing. Like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Like even John, you know, he got to a point who I was like recommending this coin called Kusama last summer when it was like seven, eight bucks. And now it's like, mm -hmm. uh, about 330 or $400 hit up to like $600 earlier this year. Wow. And he was like, Charlie, you've lost your marbles. You're off your rocker. Um, talking about this fucking Kusama thing. What the hell is this shit? You know, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, uh, we just had me and me and both dollar cost crypto um, here. You know, we've had pretty strong conviction in crypto, kind of like what you said during, you know, we, we weren't in as early as you. I, I think for myself, I've been in crypto since about May of 2017 when Ethereum was about $90. That's where I bought my first Ethereum, um, which, you know, where it's at now is about uh, just uh, about $4,000. So it's, it's been, you know, pretty good ride. Um, but you know, we're, we're telling people here that Bitcoin is going to hit a hundred thousand by the end of this year and Ethereum could hit about 10,000 or 11,500. Wow. Yeah. Within the next four or five months. Uh, so it's one of those things where it's like, people think you're crazy until they see it play out. Right. And then once it plays out, they can't deny it anymore. You get two types of people in this world, right? People who are like, you know, basically have their ego and they say, Hey, because, you know, I, I don't want to admit that I'm wrong. I, yeah. I want to always be right. I'll just never get into this thing. And, and right. you know, they get angry about it. And then, or there's the type of people who check their ego at the door and say, I was wrong, shit. Like, I got to get into this. It's not too late, is it? And then we, we kind of help them in the crypto mindset course to figure that out. But, yeah. You know, I was sponsored by a company called Bitcoin Brands. And they, okay. they offered to pay the fighters either in Bitcoin or in, in uh, cash. Oh, and I think I was the only one that that took the money in Bitcoin. Nice. <laughs> how many yeah. how many fighters were around that time with you? I know if there was at least three or four guys who got sponsored by that that okay. uh, person. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I remember. I just think back laughing now because it was like 2016, 2015. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good prices, <laughs> and I mean the price after that just was basically only up. Yeah easily uh i mean yeah man i was super happy when it hit 20. because mm. like that was just that's already enough to like show me that i was right and oh yeah this is like real technology but where where are we at um one of the reasons that the money price is going up too though is like the market cap is going way up 
Yeah. Because right? it used to be like at half half a billion or something. Did it pass a trillion recently? Yep. Yes, yep. yep. It passed a trillion once when it was up at like 64,000. I think it's like the one trillion mark is around like 53 to, I mean, it might even be there now, is it? Like Almost, almost. Yeah. Almost. Okay. So yeah. Um, like it, it basically around $53,000, $55,000, it hits a trillion dollars market cap. It went up to 64000 earlier this year. It came back down to thirty, right? And so um, we were talking about this actually in the first Crypto Mindset course last year in September. Um, we launched it on, I think, September 18th last year. And um, we were saying, one of the things we said was when market cap gets about a trillion dollars, the smart money or Wall Street will start taking some profits right? And so it might be a good time to take some of your original investment off the table, um, you know, and, and see what's up there. And uh, yeah, it turned out to be, you know, that was what the, that happened in April. So we're like, basically called that nine months in advance. Um, so not too bad. But um, what about you, Miguel, when you see the market cap around that area? Like, um, you know, do you think we're, we're too late or too early or, or I mean, we're always early, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, just, I mean, just so this, just to kind of give like John a little bit of a, uh, uh, just kind of a sneak peek of what we're kind of thinking, you know, I mean, kind of the bear, the, this is like the most bearish case where we think where Bitcoin could go. This, this cycle would be like $130,000 per BTC, but more, more than likely we'll probably go to a quarter million before this thing's like topped out maybe sometime next year. So we st we still got a nice little five x in yeah, Bitcoin, which is pretty good. nice. Yeah, that's yeah, that's still pretty damn good. From yeah, from fifty. Fantastic. No, yeah. Uh, wh when do you think we're gonna get into the um, the hundred thousand dollar range by the end of the year, or is it gonna be early next year? No, I yeah. This year. Go ahead. This year. Yeah, pretty yeah. much this year, quarter four, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, basically sometime between like Thanksgiving and Christmas is probably the the time to to aim for. I, I'm like, if you go for like a conservative target, like you give it a little bit of a, a wide band, like maybe between like 95,000 to 130,000 by the end of the year. So aiming for 110,000, let's say by mid-December, I think is pretty reasonable. Right. And then 11,000 or $10,000 on Ethereum. I would say the low end for Ethereum would be like 7,500. Right now it's four thousand or just under, and a higher end would be about twelve thousand dollars by the end of the year for Ethereum. So money's to be made. I've been yeah, I've been stacking, I've been holding for a while. So, but I haven't taken any profits. Mm. So should I should I begin to start looking at dips and different times to uh, to take some profits off of this? What would you say is maybe like your average rough buy price? Do you think? I mean, if you dollar cost average over that period of time, it's probably, you know, like it's probably harder to to determine. But like, if you just had to like kind of pick a number, what would you what would you yeah. think? I mean, I I uh, yeah, not a lot compared so, to uh, like twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars. Well, I, mean, yeah, I bought the majority of my Bitcoin. I want to talk about how much Bitcoin I have, but I bought the majority well, of, course. of my Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I never yeah, talk about that on YouTube. Yes, yes. and I, I, I bought, I bought the majority of it less than $1,000. Yeah. Gotcha. $11,000? Yeah, 11, okay. uh, no, $1,000. Less than $1,000. You just sell the Fucking diamond hands, baby. I love it. Damn. John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, there's one. this is one thing when it comes to crypto is if you have such a good entry price, you never you get to the point where you never need to sell 
like and mm -hmm. that's where you're kind of sitting at that place because um you don't want to ruin a a good entry point until maybe once you get towards the end of the bull market you know if you do want to kind of like double up your bitcoin right if let's say we do get to that 250,000 mark right that's a 250x from from where you started um pretty good money um and then you know you you sell you know let's say you you sell at the top just you know maybe you do maybe you sell a little bit earlier who cares it doesn't really matter um but uh, then let's say the price drops. Same with what it did in 2019, or sorry, 2018, 2019, right? Uh, it hit uh, in late 2017, it hit that $20,000 mark, then it went down and hit 3,100. Right. Yeah. So what if it goes to 20,000, then it comes back down to 30 or 32,000 32, or something like that, right? It might basically be the same thing, but just, you know, extra zero on it. Um, and so in that case, you know, you could, I mean, that would be what, like an 80% drop in the price. So you could double up the amount of Bitcoin that you have by doing something like that. So it's one option. Another yeah. option is I think dollar cost has a pretty good take on this uh, application called Celsius network where you can use it to take loans. And actually then you don't have to pay taxes on your crypto either. It's funny. I, I uh, recently moved a little bit of uh, uh, my, uh, my coins into uh, Celsius. Oh, okay. so I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the, uh, you know, you get the, uh, the the uh interest Income. is, yeah. is yeah. nice yes it's great yeah yeah it, re yeah it really it really adds up and then um depending on what state you live in uh or where you live in the world i mean right now i think they're running a promotion where you could borrow uh on a quarter of whatever cryptocurrency at like no interest rate at all zero percent right now and you mm -hmm. can take the terms out to three years and pretty much that, that that's it's it's called sec lending where you borrow you, you borrow on your assets it's uh it's really only and that it's really only a type of loan that's really offered to basically people who have over a, a, a net worth of over $10 million, but it's being allowed to, for anyone to use in crypto, which, which is really amazing. That's why I really mm. am a big proponent of Celsius because it allows you to then borrow, borrow at opportune times on your cryptocurrencies and get cash for real life or other investments. And it's tax free, mm. which is crazy. Yeah. Cause uh, this is how like Warren Buffett and some of the richest people in the world, they don't pay taxes is they just keep borrowing on their, on their equity and they live on they just live on equity that's why they get paid in equity and then when they get that equity then they just borrow on the equity and they pay no taxes on anything so they just spend they, they're literally spending just loaned in loan money basically all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> crazy yeah. loophole rich people end up making for themselves <laughs> yeah I'm going to yeah. talk to you more about that in depth. Yeah, after the stream here, we'll, we'll set you up, bro. Yeah. Oh, um, man. I, there, was this, there was an app back in the day on Twitter called Change Tip. And you could you could literally tip somebody Bitcoin. Nice. So you, you could like have a beer on me. I gave out probably today. It's probably that was probably over ten ten thousand dollars. Ten Beers and coffees to people have lunch on me. It would give them like four bucks or whatever. Yeah. Man. You can still do that. I think on Twitter. Um, I haven't used the function before, but yeah, you can basically tip people in Bitcoin via that. I think that. Yeah, because Jack Dorsey, the guy who runs Twitter, right? He, uh, whatever you think about him politically, who cares? But um, basically, in terms of uh, what he's doing there on Twitter, he is a pretty ad big advocate of Bitcoin. And, um, you know, he has a company, what was it called? Uh, Cash App. Yep. Um, that basically is a, is a good way. Yeah, Square, right? Is, is getting involved with Bitcoin. So, um, I mean, that's one place for adoption as well. But, um, yeah, so I, all these types of things, I think, 
going back to kind of like the sports world as well, right? Like that thing you're talking about being paid in Bitcoin right now, there's a big thing in the NFL with a lot of players. I think it was Saquon Barkley um, recently is taking all of his endorsements in, in Bitcoin. And uh, I forget which company is behind this, but what it allows by my style. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's copying you. Right bro. <laughs> I had, um, I had a fight. I had a couple fights where I was sponsored by uh, a coin themselves. So I had Hypercoin. Okay was one and then our uh, Nautilus coin. Okay. I think Nautilus was the first one, but they were like small little co coins that yeah. people were uh, were making. One was for video games, but yeah, they, uh, they kind of went nowhere. Yeah, it happens a lot, right? But it's good. To, Back in the early that, days, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that went nowhere. Yeah, take that money and you know, put it into Bitcoin or Ethereum, you're set. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, so I followed everything, read everything I could find up until we started, they started doing a lot of the, the, the uh, ICOs, you know, mm -hmm. the, uh, they're, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot, a, lot, a lot of scams happening in that time period. Oh, but yeah. like the environment started getting so toxic that I just didn't want to deal with it. So I, mm -hmm. I kind of just held what I had and kind of didn't pay attention to anything until uh, prices started surging towards 20 grand again. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're kind of seeing a, a similar thing in the DeFi space, this runaround. It's kind of a, one of the bigger trends in crypto, so is decentralized finance. Right. Um, you see a lot of these things, uh, a lot of these new coins, like especially like the food coins, right? There's a, a new coin that's now legit, but when it first came out, uh, it did rug. Uh, rugging here in crypto just means like they, they basically take the money, try to take the money and rug. It was with like a, this coin called Sushi, um, Sushi Swap, right? Uh, and the guy who started that basically like he got uh, a lot of trust in the, in the protocol and the platform and then just tried to take the money and run, run. And basically, you know, in crypto, you can follow the transactions. You can see what, mm -hmm. who's trying to do what and he was an anonymous guy. Uh, his name was chef Nomi, like of all fucking names. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. But you know, the entire crypto community was basically like, no, we know who you are. We know where your money is. And, uh, come back and give it back or else uh, we're gonna seek vengeance on you basically. So the guy came Super back, dork, gave all the, dude. yeah. Super <laughs> dork. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And people, he yeah. gave the money back and now, now SushiSwap's actually been turned into a legit platform as well. So, but then there's also been some projects that just died because they got rugged. Um, and then there's some projects that, you know, um, have been doing really well this entire bull market in the DeFi space. So it's, it is like still like the wild west out here in crypto, you have to understand, you know, how to take care of your money and, and, and make sure that you don't lose it because um, you, know, you are basically your own bank when, when it comes to this in crypto. Yeah. It's self, you know, self-reliance, self-responsibility. It's yep. kind of scary to a lot of folks. Yeah. It's kind of funny too, right? Like being in the red pill space, you know, talking about this stuff um, as you, you know, you got jump on rule zero all the time. It's like um, you got to be able to, you know, do the work and, and do the things by yourself, right? Which I think is, it's kind of funny that people don't want to control their own money. It's like you work eight hours a day, yeah. like five days a week to do what? To earn money. And then you want to give it to somebody else yeah. because you don't trust yourself enough to take care of it. And then they don't teach you finance in high school or in any of your schooling most of the time. Um, put you into debt. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't teach you how to spend your money. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And it's like the thing that you spend most of your time trying to most of your time trying to do in your adult life, right? Is earn money. money. And, and then yeah. they don't tell you how to do, how to take care of it. Yeah. 
terrible. But to help you sign up for a credit card. First day in college, right? <laughs> for a pizza? <laughs> yeah, for a pizza, a t-shirt, or a frisbee. Man, yeah. Man. Got, yeah, I got so lucky at Dodge. I, I didn't run out my credit cards at all. I paid them off every month. and nice. I dated some girls that have just had just awful debt on their credit cards. Oh, yeah. Like just magic money. It's like just coming out of nowhere. I'll never have to pay it back. Mentality. Like, yeah. Let's, I mean, one thing me and Miguel talk about, you know, I don't think we've mentioned this on stream too much, right? Just talking about like not wanting to go into debt. I mean, when I graduated university, right, it was right around the financial crisis of 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this whole debt scheme that the boomers came up with is a fucking scam. Uh, I don't want to deal with it. And so I'm just going to, you know, basically uh what do you call it uh just you know not spend too much money here i'll travel the world do a few things that i want to do and when crypto finally came about i was like holy shit here's a system where they're not trying to get you in debt you're actually trying to get you in like tons of profit and so i got really interested in it and the one thing that me and miguel talk about is just like who cares about your credit score or you know uh whatever the credit card companies are trying to do to you know uh basically make you subservient it's like when you're in crypto once you've done this for i would say one full cycle at least um about four or five years you'd be just like fuck it i'm gonna go buy that house straight up cash you know once once you know um yeah exactly <laughs> so, so, it's okay, like, so that's no the uh, that's the big question then is the taxes what do you guys have with recommendations because they're going to start scrutinizing that more you have the uh, the upcoming bill yep we're going to put a lot more pressure on crypto what's that gonna look like so, so um first first and foremost me and charlie are not tax consultants right we gotta we gotta put that out there <laughs> we're, first we're right? not financial yeah, not financial right. advice not tax advice but but if i was just talking like bro to bro to people right the first thing i do especially when you start making a lot of like crypto wealth is try to put yourself in the most tax advantageous areas in the united states if you're in the states uh some people are in you know yeah. europe I, if I was in Europe, I'd move to Portugal, to Lisbon. There's like pretty much no crypto taxes at all over there. Um, if you're in the Portugal. United States, some some people can't really move to others. I mean, can't move to Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico has effectively 4% taxes on everything. That's it. Mm. Yeah, just 4% for moving over there. But if someone can't move to Puerto Rico, uh, and you can, well, if you move to Puerto Rico, you still keep your U.S. citizenship, which is really cool. Yeah. So, so you have all the protections of being a U.S. citizen and you have 4% taxes, which is sick. But if you can't do that, I would move into states like Nevada, Texas, um, Florida that don't, mm -hmm. have a state, that, that don't have a state income tax. So that, that right off the bat will lower your, your taxable income by 15%. Yeah. Just, like, just like that, basically. Mm -hmm. And there's just simple little things like that. But other than that, it's, it's sort of a, you can use a mixture of real estate or loans effectively to kind of live a tax-free lifestyle. And um, there, um, there is kind of like a bit of the uh, taxable side on some of your some of your cryptos pay you dividends or yields, and that just gets counted as 1099c income, which is just basically you know like the you're gonna, you're gonna get a 1099c on Celsius at the end of the year, and you have to pay taxes on a little bit of that income that you get off of Celsius basically, but it's not that bad because they pay you at the current price of the coin when it's paid to you. So especially right. as the prices are going up, you're actually not really paying that much. Like my taxes for last year for my Celsius account was almost nothing really 
because uh, the sell token and everything else was like nine cents, 10 cents, 15 cents, 30 cents, or, and Bitcoin was, you know, 9,000, 11,000. So it wasn't that much tech compared to like when, if, if someone gets into like um, certain yield, yielding on assets when they're like a million dollars, that's a little bit different. That's a little bit different, but you, you do have the capital appreciation with that. So uh, one other thing too is to keep, um, one thing you did really well actually is hold on to your assets for a really long time. So if when yeah. so it, so long term capital gain, gains is your is your best friend. So you have to hold on to a crypto asset for one full calendar year. Once you've done that, you are when you do sell it, it's long term capital gain. So you, you'll end up getting taxed at about fifteen to twenty percent. Twenty percent being um, if you uh, if it's over a million dollars in profits. So there is like mm -hmm. certain like kind of levels, but most of the times you you get taxed at fifteen percent. But there's also deduction. So what some people do is let's just say you you cash out a million dollars of crypto, you could go you can go ahead and probably buy eight hundred thousand dollars, maybe six hundred thousand dollars of a house or some sort of rental property, and um, now now this might disappear. So just just tell you. So th yeah. there's ways when you buy when you buy properties that you can deduct. 30 years of, of uh, <laughs> it's pretty degenerate, but like you can deduct 30 years of, of renovations, roofing, repairs. Basically, you, you could just pretty much like, like you'll have uh, some guy, go, you'll, you'll pay a guy to, you know, inspect the property and then you'll, you'll ask him, hey, how much, what do you think the average cost to maintain this property will be over 30 years? He'll give you a list of stuff. You take that, you can do that as a deduction on your taxes. So you can end up just obliterating. You know, by buying a property, so you, you put six hundred thousand dollars down on a property, you take six hundred thousand dollars off the, the taxable bill anyway because you bought a property. Then on top of that, with the deductions on the property, you pretty much make the rest of the four hundred thousand dollars untaxable as well. And especially yeah. with long-term capital gains, you won't get taxed at all. But that that is the sort of thing where you do have to buy a property basically to to avoid taxes. Or what you mm -hmm. do is you you borrow on your crypto and then you pay no taxes on it anyway. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's I, that's a lot of information right there. It's good. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, wow. like a, a very simple thing you could do with Celsius as well, right, is let's say you had $100,000 just sitting in the bank, right, put it on Celsius, you can hold it in dollars, actually, in US dollar coin on Celsius, take a 25% uh, loan on it with, with like a zero to 1% interest rate. Uh, and basically, then use that, like, let's say $25,000 over there to go put a down payment on your mortgage. And boom, at least that gets you started down that road. And then um, that also, you know, uh, basically allows you to hold your Bitcoin longer. Um, and, and so then, you know, at a decent interest rate mm -hmm. and uh, and then also allows you to um, go do what you want to do with it. And then, uh, you know, avoid having to sell it. And if you don't, if you're not selling, then there's no you know long term capital gains tax on that either. So a lot of different things you can do here. Yeah, that's uh already so this is just some free some little free nuggets guys yeah <laughs> right basically of course yeah the course is going to cover all this stuff in depth i'm assuming right oh yeah so we have a whole webinar uh, like robert kiyosaki was like hey man reach out to our tax my tax guy uh, i think it was his name is tom real wheelwright so um we've sent him a message and hopefully we'll be able to get him on the crypto mindset course as well um depending on what his schedule is obviously he's a busy man um if we don't get him in there, we we have other people who you know know a lot about taxes as well. So we'll have a whole webinar um, devoted towards that subject. Um, and we also had past webinars that we can give people recordings on about how to use Bitcoin and Ethereum within their four hundred one ks or IRAs stuff like that. Um, and then we also um, basically we'll talk a lot about you know we we have twenty webinars right over the course of two weeks from. Uh, June 12th to the 26th of, or sorry, not June, uh, September 
duh. <laughs> I was like, what month is it, by the way? I'm, I'm just, you yeah, guys are pushing world. hard last few days. Yeah, I think I slept yeah. like two hours last night. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, from uh, September 12th to the 26th, um, we'll have four days off in between there and then 10 days of webinars, two webinars a day at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, different subject each webinar, about two hours of focused content on uh, a specific subject plus Q&A on that subject. And then we do do a non-recorded portion section where people can just kind of like ask us anything. Um, and so, you know, it's roughly like 40 to 80 hours of content. Now, what I would say is when people get in, they don't have to take in the whole bit of information. It's kind of like a boot camp, right? It's information overload. Um, but we do record all the sessions. So what I recommend is over three to six months, basically watch one to two videos a week after you've already watched some of them live maybe, and then just use the next three to six months to really get yourself educated and up to speed on the space. I mean, when I first got into crypto, I, me and John here in Tokyo were working at the same company and we went and listened to uh, Vitalik Buterin, the creator of Ethereum, give a talk in a basement of a bar here in Tokyo. <laughs> like it was, it was pretty funny, but um, there's only like 100, 150 people there. It was kind of cool. <laughs> but I just remember listening to him. I'm like, I have no fucking clue what the hell this guy is talking about, right? He's just like talking all this like technical jargon, right? And but I was like, but I know what he's talking about is massively important here. And it was kind of like, maybe like if you were to imagine kind of a vibe of like Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, you know, trying to create Apple in their garage or something like that. It was like that early days, like going and listen to somebody just, you know, on their home turf or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I just could tell he's like a super smart dude, um, really laying down the information. There's a lot of, a lot of the people were asking like massively intelligent questions. I was just taking notes. Um, actually John was taking notes. I was like, dude, that's a good idea. Can you like give some, give some of those to me afterwards? Cause like, I want to go and research <laughs> some of the shit. Right. Um, but it, like, we all start from the same space. We, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And so we try to fill those gaps and help people, whether they're new to crypto, get started during these webinars, or if they already are pretty, you know, savvy on crypto, then we're like, man, here are the plays that you need this quarter to make, you know, a ton of money. So um, we start out with the first two webinars being um, like kind of like a vision of what we see happening in the next three to six months. Then we go into about five or six webinars of like beginners basics. And then the second two thirds of the webinars are basically intermediate and then advanced uh, sections as well. You guys had a like super detailed uh, little stream with John this morning. Oh yeah. Right. Three yeah. fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. You guys were showing the, showing the, uh, the graphs and showing where uh, we're kind of a little bit early for where the peak was and yeah, you're, you're kind of explaining where, uh, where we're going next. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, yeah, I can mean, I could pull those up here if you want to, if you want to take a look at oh, that man. as well. Yeah. Um, sure. I'm not sure how to do that on, uh, yeah, me and Charlie are the new oracles here. of Omaha. basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a boomer too. So if it doesn't come with like big letters and, and oh, there we go. You do how to, Oh no, definitely not. Like, uh, you know, me and Charlie are really good at explaining these subjects and stuff. If you have any questions or anything, like, dude, ask anything you want, man. Definitely. Like, we'll answer any question you got, dude. No, I'm gonna have yeah. to go back and listen to the uh, the tax advice. The yeah, the, the you borrow money at zero percent interest, and then yep. you live off of that, and then yep. we have to pay it back at the end of the year. So if the price goes up, so what? So here's here's the kind of cool part. So all right, so just to give one caveat to it, so let's just say uh, I have a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin as an as an example, right? And I, mm -hmm. I put it on Celsius, and I do a twenty five percent LTV. They'll give me twenty five thousand bucks that I can spend on anything. 
basically. So mm -hmm. if I spend it on food, clothes, and cars, or, or what, you know, whatever, you know, just regular living, no taxes on it. If I take that 25,000 and buy more Bitcoin or buy Ethereum or buy a Solana or Hex or something else like that, and that goes up, when I do sell it, uh, the, the first 25,000 tax-free, any gains on top of that, I have to pay taxes on. Mm. Right. But the, but the okay. 25,000 is tax free, which is kind of, which at the very least, that's cool. But um, here's, so, so here's kind of a cool thing. So let's just say Bitcoin's like right now, let's just say how it's $50,000 right now. And it goes to a quarter million, like me and Charlie are saying, right. What'll happen is your LTV. So the 20, the 25% LTV will go down to 5%. Mm. LTV. Yep. And what'll happen is you'll say, okay, pay, you can pay back the loan with the Bitcoin. And instead of giving you back 75% of a Bitcoin, they'll give you 95% of your Bitcoin and you keep the 25 grand mm. as well. So it's so when you borrow, if you, this is why like, this is kind of an advanced thing, obviously, but there's certain good times to borrow. And when there's times when you don't borrow at all, because it's pretty dangerous because mm. effectively when you are borrowing, it is a leverage loan. So you're, you're doing like a 1.25 X basically. On your, on yeah, your money. So you, you don't want to do that when Bitcoin's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's right. for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you lose a little Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. And so there is risk, you know, in the in, in doing these things as well. So we kind of we tell people we have a whole webinar basically during the course about what not to do, right? Like me, and Miguel, we we've done uh, everything in the book that you can do in crypto, and so like we we you know we've seen the success and we've seen the downside as well. And, um, you know, so we try to give people enough information of what not to do. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, you know, everybody is responsible for themselves. So we don't, you know, we, we tell people, you know, you're the person at the end of the day who chooses whether you're going to do these things or not. So just, um, you know, do your own research as well. We, rec we show people how to um, basically go out there and do their own research. We give them the tools like uh, about how to fish, right? We don't go, we try to go out there and catch some of the fish for them so that they're like, hey, here you go. But if you uh, hand things too much on a silver platter to people, basically, A, they don't value it quite as much, uh, and B, yep. if they don't have to work for it, um, then um, they get kind of complacent, right? I think you see yeah. people out here, they make too much money too quickly, and then they go spend it on stupid shit, and then, you know, it's gone the next day, right, or whatever. So we really recommend to people, you know, to kind well, of – There's a lot of professional <laughs> athletes that are poor a couple years mm -hmm. after they're done playing. Right. Yeah, Latrell Sprewell, right? He was famous when uh, I'm from Minnesota and like he was playing for the Timberwolves and he's like, you know, uh, I need to feed my family. It's like, dude, you make like $25 million a year. Like, <laughs> you know, like what's up? But yeah, so it is what it is. But, um, you know, we try to teach those kind of like basic discipline principles in crypto to, you know, make sure that people don't, you know, get fleeced as well by, um, you know, scammers in crypto and all that jazz. So Would you say it's yeah. the the level of scamming is down a little bit or is it more sophisticated because it's, you know, there's more people paying attention. Yeah. I would say it is a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah. Um, not by a whole lot compared to 2017, but um, yeah, e each cycle, you know, you get si simple scams like, you I know, mean, like 2014, if you just had like a really cool sounding, right. You know, right. white paper. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Scams right. Aren't that yeah. Bad. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, slight, and, slight improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The websites now have you know color on them and like you know actually <laughs> actually you know, put a, a you know, more than one paragraph of information on them. It's like, but um, yeah. Whenever whenever you get money involved with things, you're gonna get you know people trying to take it right. So 
Um, some of it comes down to common sense, right? I think, uh, I forget who is talking about it. It's not that common it. these days. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. But, you know, that's why we're here trying to, you know, spread the good word on it too. And, and uh, mm. you know, I think I, I can't I, count the number of streams we've done this weekend on this for free. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this though about about uh, projects, like compared, like, because you're you're really, you're from, from what I can tell, you're from the second, like, cycle part, which is, the 2013 2017 cycles which is you know mm -hmm. running from 100 bucks to 20 grand basically and most of the projects from that cycle from that era were pretty much bullshit <laughs> basically <laughs> and um and yeah. this is kind of this is kind of a hard part for a lot of guys because i me and charlie know quite a few dudes that have been around for a long time in crypto yeah. you know, diehard bitcoiners or diehard ethereum guys and now like there's actually projects that are not going to disappear basically. So this like, there is a lot of, a lot of projects aren't going to disappear, yeah. but it's the sort of thing where like, just because they don't disappear, doesn't mean that they don't underperform or fail just mm. because no, no adoption. So now it's, it's going to be a human of, element involved. It, yeah. Like yeah. it's getting, it's getting more and more difficult to kind of dis, like discern a little bit. This is like what me and Charlie do really best. Just kind of, kind of guess basically, look at the the empirical data and figure out like okay these are these ones are going to do really well and can continue to grow these are pretty much they're, they're not going to disappear but so sort of like if someone starts a business and it just fails it's it's like it, they didn't scam anybody they just it just they didn't win you know right right yeah yeah i think there was a what was a token me and john um met this guy who is the founder of lisk um, which was a coin that was pretty popular in 2017 it's still alive on its last legs today but literally he was like yeah, all the money we got in 2017 was in Ethereum. You know, um, what I think a lot of those projects did in the last bull bull run was they didn't, you know, sell their Ethereum out for cash at, at decent prices. So they let the price go down. They basically, um, you know, all the money that they fundraised, you know, just kind of dropped out. They didn't have enough money to last the entire bear market to pay their developers and stuff. And literally, you know, the guy was like, yeah, Lisk right now doesn't have any more money to pay its developers. Basically all development work is absolutely like free open source stuff for the community. And like, he's moving on to, to other stuff basically after that. So he's like, he's just admitting basically to, you know, a group of people here in Tokyo. He's just like, yeah, this project's okay. basically dead. Um, I'm out. You know, yeah. See you later. Yeah, yeah zombie project. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but so what like is the early internet. What is up with the uh, with Hex? Been hearing a lot about Hex. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Number go up. Yeah, Hex Jesus <laughs> right up here. He'll tell you what's up. Uh, yeah, the uh, the, the name is a uh, Hex Jesus basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basic. I mean, so what do you want to know about it? Do you know anything about it at all? Not or much at all. I, I looked. I did a little search around today, and um, was it forty percent APR something yeah, like that? Yeah, APR yeah. per year. Okay, so so what what Hex is is it's the it's really the first cryptocurrency to monetize time basically, so mm -hmm. it's a CD on the blockchain. So what what Hex does is um, actually here let me let me share my screen actually give me one give me one second let me pull something up real quick so I can show you. Yeah, we um, recommended Hex. Uh, well, we've been recommending Hex in every crypto mindset course um, that we've been doing. We've been doing that since September of last year. And when we recommended it here in the last course, it was about, I would say, average of seven or eight cents. Right now it's like 36 cents, so it's doing pretty good. So basically this is sort of the uh, the main place to stake Hex. So what you, what you basically do with Hex is you you look, you uh, you take a certain amount of Hex, right? And you can stake it out a certain amount of time to get a reward. So let's just say I were to do one year. You, 
the cool thing about hex is you can choose any day in, in whatever time frame. You can choose one day up to 15.2 years, 555. So what happens is, is if I were to stake this for 365, right, in this example, you would get that 40% APR. So you would get 40% on this amount as well as any um, appreciation as well as any uh, penalty. So other people stake hex and just decide, you know what, I want an emergency unstake. So they'll, they'll go down here. Uh, there'll be stakes down here and then they'll hit the emergency unstake button and then some of the penalties will go to your stake and give you more money so it, it's a really really cool system where um effectively you, you uh, for, like let's just say i had this much hex staked for one year i would receive roughly about that, that would be roughly seven hex per day and at the current at the current at the current prices that would be currently uh seven point seven times 35 that would be roughly like two dollars fifty cents every day just passively and not, not including all the extra um, interest that's collected from people emergency unstaking so th mm. this this really adds up after a long time so watch this so let's just say i want to do two years right so this number changed up here so at the longer you stake the more you get payouts so the, the cool thing about hex is the average person in hex is staked out almost five and a half years like there is no cryptocurrency in the world that has people believe that believe in it so much that they'll lock their money away for multiple years you know me personally i have, I have hex coming out from now till about um yeah like 2039 basically <laughs> so i i have hex coming out every year um every year basically up until that so, so th this is kind of a cool thing so have you ever heard of a cd ladder uh john uh, I've used CDs before, but never a CD ladder. Okay, so it's it's pretty simple. So you already understand pretty much a CD is just you know you lock you you know you put your money in, you lock it up for a certain amount of time, and then you get more money. Out percentage, yeah, yeah, it's the same yep. thing with this. What a what a CD ladder is is I can do this. So I can have hex come out in January, then I can have some come out in February, March, April, May. So imagine I have money coming out on the first, then on July. So what you could do is you could have money coming out every single month into perpetuity basically over time and what happens is so what you do is like one let's just say i get july right july 1st and it comes out what i do is then i take my principal and take it out five years from now so what what people do in the cd ladder is it's they 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 get this money and they roll it out to here they keep they, they keep the interest and spend the interest but they roll out the principal here then this happens and they roll it out here then they roll it out here then they roll it out here but so by the time you get to year 25 Every stake you do is a five-year stake. So five-year. Now this is a five-year. So this is a five-year because this 26 was 21, but you rolled it out to here. So this is what people do in retirement in, in retirement strategy portfolios where they have their, their they can create a sort of uh, an income ladder where after five years, the income is like at a really crazy rate where it's, it's had five years to collect a ton of interest. And that's what's that's what's called the CD ladder, and then, and this is like um, some really cool stuff that's going on with Hex right now. Uh, another thing is you know Hex has gone up a lot in price, like a lot, a lot. Um, it uh, just I think just in this year it's gone from about a I would say about a penny to about thirty five cents. So it's it's gone up about thirty five times on your money, basically. So for every so for every dollar you you would have thirty five dollars today, which is really cool. Yeah, pretty nice. Well, um, yeah. could you? Uh, yeah, I have a question here from one of our guys. Is yeah, of course. Explain the, the hmm. explain the stake principle and hex a little bit. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, what a stake is, is just what I explained. So it's basically a certain amount of your hex that you lock up for a portion of time. That's it. That's all. That's what a stake is. And so you can just be like, okay, I want uh, some hex coming out every, every year on my birthday. And that's a birthday stake basically. And you know, nice. like, yeah, for every year. Nice. Excellent. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think one of the other questions in the chat, which I think would be interesting just to kind of make, you know, take uh, dollar cost crypto's take and my take, because we have a couple of different opinions on this is, I think uh, one of your mods uh, was saying um, like uh, what proved uh, that Hex was not a scam. I think um, that's kind of one that would be an interesting take to hear from dollar cost crypto as well. Oh, so so the reason that, uh, I mean, pretty much, I mean, Pretty much, it's not a scam. A bit. Well, it, it, that's the sort of thing that people throw that word around really and don't really understand yeah. what, what's going on with that. So I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's a so okay. The reason that hex was called a scam in the, even in the first place was because um, there's in cryptocurrencies there's a lot of payola. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of payola. Media misinformation, right? Is what it comes down to. Right. So, so Richard Hart didn't want to pay anybody anything. He didn't want to like, why, why should I pay you to list me on an exchange? Why should I pay you for this? Why, why do I have to play influencers? Why do I have to do all this crazy crap? I want to grow the whole community organically. So a ton of YouTubers got really pissed off that they didn't get money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and not only YouTubers, but also like news organizations like Coindesk, right? right? They're also just happy to print, you know, basically uh, bad press about it. They've done the same thing with Celsius and Mashinsky for a while yeah. as well. So uh, it, it's a sort of so some people just didn't like that. Basically, Richard got to make a project and didn't pay it forward to the to the people who kind of control a lot of the systems, coin market yeah. cap, basically all the market cap sites, and that's why they were really gatekeepers. We now have gatekeepers yes. and yes, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, humans fucking you know corrupt everything, right? That they get their hands on. So, yes, <laughs> it, it, it's freaking terrible. So, and then two, they don't like that Richard doesn't shut his mouth <laughs> for anybody. So he talks a lot of shit, and he like he backs up his shit a lot too. So oh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he uh, he embarrasses people on the regular, yeah. like really badly to the point where like um, every time anyone's called hex a scam or anything, he's embarrassed them to the point where like they don't show their face for a fucking month. <laughs> Shout out Peter McCormick. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but um, but it's the sort of thing where uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of pe a lot of people um, kind of want to run their mouth about something just to run their mouth about something. So um, people love to like to say like, oh, that's your, your project's bullshit just because it's a thing to say because it gets views basically yeah. instead of looking into them. So no one, I mean, most people don't do any research at all. Well, even if you do do the research yeah. because of the media misinformation out there, right? If you do a ton of research, yeah, and they put if the if the ninety percent of the information out there is bad information, right? Then you're just going to run into bad information. So, the other thing I would say, right, when it, in regards to like, um, what do you call it? The the rugs that have been happening here on stuff like Sushi Swap and stuff like that. Usually, most cryptocurrencies, because Hex is part of the DeFi space in terms of decentralized finance, it's part of this uh, movement with Ethereum. And a lot of these types of coins that come out when they're new to the to the ecosystems, they usually will quote unquote rug or you know run with the money and like basically uh, dump the coin within a calendar year, yeah. right after coming out, if not within three months. So uh, Safe Moon was something that people saw do this, um, and it was like just an obvious like money grab. Um, but Hex has been out here for uh, basically at least a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer, um, and. Basically, the incentive structure is aligned correctly both 
for the community as well as the founder and, and the people who you know helped uh, build up the token. So um, the fact that they haven't you know basically tried to rug or, or run away with the money is is a great sign of adoption. Then on top of it, just it's it would make no sense with how the incentive structure is aligned. And so what Hex is doing here, they're coming out with this thing called Pulse Chain, um, which is actually going to just increase um, more usage of uh, the different tokens in this ecosystem um, and also actually help to alleviate Ethereum gas fees here um, over the next one year. Because as the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum go up, the usage of their blockchains goes up and then the fees go up and the clogging of the network goes up. Yeah, I think Ethereum fees right now are kind of ridiculous, right? They're, you know, like sometimes, you know, a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars to, to move, yeah. you know, some Ethereum, I've, right? I've had uh, a few instances in the last maybe year or so where it cost more to move the yeah. Ethereum than I was trying to move. Yeah. Right. So it's not I had little bits on different wallets and stuff, and it's like, this yep. is ridiculous. So yeah, you just get I'm stuck. To consolidate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I um, think. Yeah, Pulse Chain solves that. What's the? What are the platforms? What are the coins that we should be paying most attention to? Mm. I, well, I mean, easy, easy kind of uh, extension on this discussion, right? I mean, Hex and Pulse Chain is right. one that we talk about, and then another one we could talk about here is Solana uh, and the Solana ecosystem. I would say those two are, are really easy. I don't know if you have any others that you wanted to, to mention there as well, Miguel. Yeah. So uh, the po- Polkadot Kusama ecosystem as well those are great 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 tokens obviously you have ethereum which is a we've actually re- we're actually recommending ethereum over bitcoin actually right now yeah so, uh, we've been doing that since like uh november just november december of last year when ethereum was five six hundred dollars we're like now bitcoin's basically about to break 20k so uh obviously that's good but ethereum's you know the next one to be paying attention to here main the main coin for 2021 i would say yeah is ethereum right in that regard so when in doubt by ethereum there was a time and place when me and Charlie were saying, were saying when Bitcoin, Bitcoin, I think Bitcoin was $22,000 and Ethereum was still like five, $600. So, <laughs> so if you had compared the both, right, both had not passed, like Bitcoin passed its all time high and, and Ethereum hadn't passed its all time high. It was literally a, yeah. like 50% from its all time high. So it was, we were just screaming at top of the line. So Ethereum, you guys, Ethereum, Ethereum. Dude, people were calling us crazy back then, right? They were saying like, man, like Ethereum's not doing anything yet. Blah, 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 blah. And we're just like bros, like, you know, uh, just you know, hold on, and and obviously, then once Ethereum hits a couple thousand dollars here, people are like, okay, now we're listening, you know. So I got my first Ethereum as a gift for they're like eleven cents at the time. Damn. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, what? Wow. <laughs> Was that like in twenty like sixteen? Maybe before. Oh, twenty fifteen. Yeah. Before, yeah. yeah. It was a, yeah around those times. Jesus, yeah, dude. You got some of the cheapest Ethereum of all time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. fantastic. Wow, congratulations, yeah. man. That's sick. You still holding it? Um, yeah, well, you know, when, when Ethereum first broke 1200 I, I sold uh, okay. I sold one to buy a, a rig, and then I was nice. I was mining Ethereum, and then uh, Sciacoin, which ah. oh, is right. pretty worthless now. Much, yeah. But um, yeah, I was doing that for a while. Well, nice. about six months. Nice. Yeah, I met a dude here in Tokyo back in 2017. Like it, when Ethereum was like $400, I'd bought it at 90. He'd bought it under like a dollar as well. 
And then I was like, so like, that's great, bro. Like, what did you do with it? And like, um, he didn't do anything constructive like that. Like, that's actually a useful thing, right? To go out there and try to earn more tokens with it. Like, he was just like, yeah, I just sold it at $16. I was like, it's $400 now. Like, why the hell did you sell it at $16? <laughs> and he was just like, you know, I already made like a 16X on it. I was just like, yeah, that's good money. But, you know, it ended up at $1,400 that bull cycle and it's going to end up above $10,000 in this bull cycle, right? Yeah. So what we recommend in the course is we say hold a moon bag, um, which just means like if you're selling off uh, your coins because you're in substantial profit, great. Like realize those gains and use that in your life. That's fantastic. Um, but always, you know, have some that you basically won't sell. Yeah, um, yeah, because you don't know where it's, it's going to go in the future. Yeah. And Ethereum and Bitcoin are the two coins that we know are not going to die. Basically, they have too much network effect uh, here yes, in the market. Too much network and effect, so, too much mainstream uh, yeah. knowledge, too many people know the names. Yep. Well, does, it's that also mean, does, mean, does that mean Doge is going to do really well for a long time? Because like, <laughs> Probably. Like, mo yeah, most people, yeah. yeah, if there's people who don't know anything about crypto and we start talking about crypto, they always bring up Do Doge. Yeah, well, the, here, here's the thing that I love to say about Doge. It's the proof that the United States dollar is becoming more and more worthless over time, right? It's just like a meme coin is beating well, uh, the US yeah. dollar. Yeah. Wait, how, how, much your, from, how, how much did your groceries cost today? 400 Doge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doge. Elon Musk no is a parent. When yeah, I meet but, girls who talk about um, crypto now, yeah, it's Doge and Cardano. Cardano? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, Cardano, Cardano is one that I just say, you know, Ethereum's going to do better. Ethereum's going to do better. Yeah. Uh, it's always the same. I don't know why. It's always the same, too. That's interesting. They read the same Good magazine. Marketing. Good marketing. Yeah. 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 It's also a good price point. I mean, it's a pretty cheap coin. It's like you, you like, uh, yeah. like a Cardano is like, what, two bucks? Two, three bucks? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 30 cents for, uh, for Dogecoin right now, I think. Right. Which is kind of crazy because I remember it was. The first time they started, it was, it was going a little crazy around the 64,000 Bitcoin. Mm. I, I bought some for like five cents. Yep. Nice. And then it crashed and I like sold it. And now it's at 30 cents. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I think during the time when it was up, it was it even got up to as high as like 70 cents, like when Elon Musk went on fucking SNL or something like that, yeah. right? So, yeah. Uh, so what what is uh, what is Polkadot? What, and how is Polkadot? Uh, mm. playing into like the whole crypto like because that was a big thing when I remember back in the day was like everything was like use case and how's it going to be used and can right, it actually right. is there a purpose for it at all yeah so right now we're creating basically the, the the moment in time we're here in crypto the first 10 years was going from magic internet nerd money to actually being adopted somewhat and now that we have you know um, some decent amount of adoption that it's not going away now it's creating the infrastructure um, for uh, the blockchain uh, technology here in crypto to evolve to the next level so that it can actually be uh, a fluid financial system and not just a store of value like Bitcoin is. Um, so Polkadot, if you imagine, you know, Bitcoin's blockchain, Ethereum's blockchain and other blockchains just being siloed databases, basically databases that don't communicate with each other, right? Um, then what Polkadot and Cosmos is another uh, ecosystem here that does this. Um, what they do is they, um, yeah, there's some uh, ambulance going by here, but basically, um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of loud from my end, but like, um, <laughs> you have like this interconnection basically between the databases that is trying to go on here with Polkadot. And so they're ha helping, uh, 
Cosmos and Polkadot are both helping these different blockchains to talk to each other. So right, like on Ethereum right now, you have a decentralized exchange like Uniswap um, that basically only can trade Ethereum based tokens. So you have to have a synthetic version of Bitcoin that you trust is going to keep its value pegged to Bitcoin. Mm. Um, whereas um, with Polkadot and Cosmos, um, they're going to do this, uh, allow you to basically uh, in the same ecosystem, be able to do um, some Bitcoin trades, some Ethereum trades um, or swaps um, also with other uh, different blockchains that are based on different technology here. So um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so uh, it's a crypto emergency is what we say over here. Um, but basically, having this interoperability is what they call it between blockchains is something that has not existed before. And in order for um, the cryptocurrency sector to become a viable uh, thing in the financial space, I would say we do need that. And so uh, these are the top two projects, Cosmos and Polkadot uh, solving this problem. And uh, it's not, it's not like they just came out of nowhere. Like uh, the guy who made Polkadot, his name is Gavin Wood. Um, he uh, basically was one of the co-creators of Ethereum. He created the coding language behind Ethereum, which is Solidity. And uh, he made a new coding language called Substrate uh, based on Rust um, programming language um, to basically make the, the Polkadot blockchain. He knew that Ethereum wasn't going to try to solve that problem. So he worked for four years straight um, to solve that problem or at least starting to solve that problem and then uh, come out with the coin basically last year on that. So um, I think there's a lot more work going on there that people don't recognize, but um, you also, one thing we say in the course, I mean, Miguel might want to add on to this is just like we bet on people here as well in crypto, like who's behind the project. Can that person actually, um, you know, drive a project forward and succeed. And uh, Gavin Wood and Polkadot, right. Is, is one that I I'm betting on uh, succeeding here, but you never know. It could, it could not pan out because it's its first cycle as well. It's, it's something, it's something we call the box basically. Yeah. Like, you know, the old, the old, uh, <laughs> the box right here, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. who's the founder? Does it have a community? What does it do? And who are the yep. big investors in the coin? And mm -hmm. the, the most, the two most important things in that box is basically community and the leader, right? Because yeah. uh, if, if you have a really strong community, you can be a Dogecoin where there's no leader at all. It's just a meme. Yeah. It's just, it has a huge community. But you have stuff like something like a Cardano, which is like, you know, Hopkinson, where he's just a really big, he's just a really big personality that just keeps the coin from dying, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that and then so coins that end up having all four or most of the th of the four end up just surviving and doing well. And this is a big uh, mm -hmm. investment thesis of mine that's done really well, basically, this cycle and last cycle as well, you know, because we bet on like me and Charlie bet on, on Ethereum, Litecoin and Bitcoin and stuff. Right. I mean, Bitcoin was basically a community led coin that just permeated the Internet and just became the biggest. I mean, still is the biggest cryptocurrency in the world. Ethereum, Vitalik Buterin, but as well the community. And then you had Litecoin, you had Charlie Lee be, being the figurehead, and then it did mm -hmm. well last cycle. Then Charlie Lee steps back, and then the coin doesn't do so well. Magic? I don't think so. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Fucking. I've been. I'm. I've, I'm. Uh, as I get older, the more of an anarchist I realize I am. I want mm. people to leave me alone. I want the government to leave me alone. Yep. People to stay off my lawn and stay away from me most of the time. Right. So um, that was really what made me fall in love with crypto in the first place. It's just mm. I could just check out from all this BS and have my own money over here and uh, and get out. Do you still see crypto as being able to free people from a lot of this government control, 
or is this more just like, hey, man, we can we can make some money and get ourselves away from some of this control privately? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but definitely both. Um, I mean, we could talk about this all day, right? Um, the the uh, one thing that is going to you're going to see a push and pull with this decade is between the, the governments corporations and individuals on different levels, right? Uh, on a global scale, as well as a national national scale, as well as a community scale. And so why we say both is because um, the crypto market, right, is going to continue to stay as much decentralized as possible. There's going to be some centralization in there as well. There's going to be a mix. But what we're trying to do is create exchanges called decentralized exchanges that um, basically um, they're peer-to-peer -peer markets that don't have to follow the normal rules because they don't really, you know, fall into those boxes. And you're going to see the uh, governments try to regulate the shit out of that, and they're going to fail miserably. Um, and um, but at the same time, you're going to see these things called central bank digital currencies, basically a Fed coin, uh, come mm. out not only for the U.S. dollar but for every currency basically on Earth, um, eventually, you know, over this decade. So you're going to have people saying like, "Hey, use the Fed coin." Um, you know, it's going to beat Bitcoin, and that's just absolutely, you know, hogwash, basically. Um, so, and then, yeah, now it just saves them money on actually printing the money, and they just press a button, and boop, they just made a trillion more. Yeah, and then they can track you as well. As um, you use it with your uh, with your um, boop boop ID. Yep, and then if you say some shit they don't like, they can censor you and, and pause your, take, your money. Take some credits away. Yep, yep. And so then... Dem Demolition Man style. <laughs> you, yep. you participated in HP, 25 credits. Yep, same with Minority Report, all that stuff. It's actually coming to fruition to some extent, right? And like, so that's where cryptocurrency, I think people will figure this out once everybody's kind of using central bank digital currencies, it's actually going to promote self-sovereignty and cryptocurrency adoption for those who want it, for those who choose it, because what people will notice is like, shit, Bitcoin's still outperforming the dollar, right? It didn't die because of a central bank digital currency. And I can hold it and I can send it across um, without getting censored or without uh, getting my money paused or, or taken from the government. And so once people realize that, it's gonna they're going to have to go through some pain until they realize that. But by the end of this decade, I think most people will have realized that. And then people will be clamoring for even more Bitcoin at that point, So, uh, as well as these other cryptocurrencies. So. Um, one book that I recommend people read is called The Sovereign Individual, um, which basically in 1997 detailed um, basically our move into from the industrial age into the information age, basically the digital age. And uh, if you read that book, basically in 1997, they said money will be digital and it will have uh, public and private keys that are encrypted, which is exactly the design of Bitcoin. And Bitcoin didn't come out until 12 years later, right? And people didn't even notice it until like 2011, 2013, somewhere in there, right? So um, it's a pretty, you know, not everything in the book is, you know, obviously a correct look on the 21st century. Um, but it's, if you read the book, you can kind of see how governments are getting so ridiculous in terms of trying to censor and, um, you know, control the people that, have, you know, the people basically won't have it. Um, and you've seen this in history before with like the church. Um, basically in the past, you know, people were just like, religious customs got so effing ridiculous that people are just like, screw this. You know, I'm going to be either agnostic or I'm going to go create another sect and this type of thing. And eventually they just put the middle finger up to the powers that be and things change. Right. And so, so it's, it's gonna, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, people, you know, they're taking a lot of shit right now, taking a lot of L's out here. You know, you can see some yeah. of those videos in, in Paris and, 
and other cities around the world in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Australia is a madhouse. Yeah. People from the camps they have camps now. Yeah, take people away to camps. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Oh, it's man. ridiculous. Yeah, and so we have to fight for it. You know, like in, in crypto is one of the the. Uh, there's a guy named Milton Friedman in the '90s. He said. Um, if there's going to be a revolution in finance to to take your money and actually hold it here, it's going to have to be uh, a peaceful revolution that's um, you know basically covert, and that's what the internet and, and Bitcoin do, right? Um, it basically allows us to control our own money in a peaceful manner, um, you know, basically um, you know peaceful resistance. Because if you try to fight the government with guns, I mean. Who do you think is going to win, right? Uh, right. Obviously, <laughs> you know they have. They Depends. Have. I mean, Afghanistan. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, you can you can uh, hold out for a while. Yeah, we got some people in the Rockies, the Appalachian Trail. There's a lot of hillbillies oh, yeah. up there. That oh yeah, I'd be dug in pretty well, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I mean, like Australia, right? They don't. They gave up their right to to bear yeah, arms. Yeah, they back guns. Yeah, it's one of the <laughs> things that it's true. It's. Yeah, if you go, there's a website that I, I recommend people to look into if they're all about libertarianism and freedom. It's called Mises, M-I-S-E-S dot org. Um, they actually have a, quite a few articles about like how crime rates and murder rates are not actually linked to uh, like gun ownership in different countries. You can see this statistics actually play out. Mm -hmm. I know like that's like a you know, hot take opinion right. in, in America or whatever, but it's actually, if you look at the statistics and the, the probabilities of all this stuff, I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that's happening in countries where I mean, they do the, have a lot of gun violence is just, you know, people. The amount of, the amount of gun violence uh, done by people who are legally in possession of a firearm is very Correct. low. Yeah. It's, it's, right. in, it's, in, it's income inequality and it's, it's uh, this, is some red, this is some red pill stuff right here is, uh, it's not really it's not really like that that we all if we all we all have guns right like the more guns like i, I think it's still it's generally safer society but it's mostly it mostly has to do with basically if one dude has more money than the the rest of the dudes that dude will have more chicks <laughs> basically yeah. and then that's why there's more uh, so anytime you have a, just a really small percentage of the pop male population really rich and the rest of the things and the rest of the population is really poor then there's more violence because those guys are trying to get yeah. the females basically it's it's yeah. always it always comes down to freaking tail man yeah. <laughs> well and like the concentration of and reproduction yeah snr yeah. values yeah. always yeah that concentration of wealth at the top people won't won't stand for it for a very long time and i mean crypto is a great way to distribute that wealth to to a lot of people so yeah. um you know pull yourself up by the bootstraps and you know learn how to to do this in the crypto space and and you can you know so that's one of the last things i think we can talk about we're, we're a little bit over an hour here but is one of the reasons that the price in my opinion that's been going on and being strong right now is because there's a lot of institutional interest yeah. right the you know wall street and 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 uh big corporations they they can see that the dollar's losing power you know and they want to hedge their losses they don't want to hold everything in and you know u.s stocks and in the in the non-backed dollar yep 100 percent agree on that and uh yeah every fiat currency that's ever existed has uh, not stood the test of time right uh especially if it's not backed with an actual actual asset which the dollar hasn't been since the 70s after Nixon's oil kind of well oil and guns yeah um yeah, tangentially guns. But um, I mean, when oil went negative, you could see its chart right from, I think, the early 1800s until um, just the last uh, year or two, it would never gone negative before, right? right? 
And so there's something inherently wrong with the financial system where you get things way over leveraged and the prices like just basically become like a clown world, right? When it comes to the stock market. And when you see these crashes, like what we had in 2008, 2009, what we need is a hard reset. And actually what they should have done in that, in that financial collapse was actually let the banks fail, right? But because they didn't, they keep, keep propping up this uh, house of cards basically is what, what it yep. is. And um, that's not going to end well, right? And, and not necessarily that it will end because they can basically keep printing money uh, to infinity. But we've we've seen in Zimbabwe, you know, they have a billion dollar bill out there in the, the Weimar Republic in the early 1900s in Germany. Um, basically, yeah. people, you know, doing point people stop using it. At exactly. a certain point, they stop using it and they have other options. Yep. Using Chinese money. Or Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> That's hopefully Bitcoin. We'll all be doing a lot better. Helicopter yeah. money. That's what we're in this for, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, I think there's a lot of money in an island. <laughs> yeah. I think there was a thing. Well, anyways, I won't, you don't need to mention that right now, but yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, but no, who are, who are some of the bigger players? So people who maybe are still on the edge uh, and haven't dipped their toes into crypto yet. Who are some of the big mainstream type players you guys know of that are that are buying into Bitcoin because uh, I don't know, just pure interest or because they know that the dollar can't keep going the way it's going? There will be companies that have to. So even Apple, I would say, be, would be like one of the last companies that's going to like be like, OK, we're doing crypto. Right. But they've already changed some of their terms of services in the App Store to allow applications to now instead of um, having to charge always through pay Apple's payment rails. Now they changed the thing in the app store so that uh, applications that people make can also find their own ways to monetize um, outside of the Apple's payment system, which basically opens the door um, for cryptocurrency developers to have apps on the app store that you can uh, basically buy and pay things in crypto. So that's a tangential way that Apple will kind of be involved. And then if they see Samsung right now is allowing people to hold cryptocurrency on their phones. So if, you know, it's going to have a war between those companies. And once Apple has to capitulate and, and buy Bitcoin and start using this um, to become relevant in the financial sector, they will. Uh, I mean, PayPal's already done so. Um, and then, you know, mm -hmm. some of the big banks, they, they're already dipping their toes in crypto just ever so slightly. But um, Venmo has a little bot, bot button on it. You can buy yeah. cryptocurrency with them, too. Yep. And so they're all they're all going to be in this space whether they like it or not and a lot of them right now are coming in simply because they see that the uh central bank digital currencies the fed coin is looming here within the next i would say by 2025 2026. so yeah wow. i mean fucking visa is buying nfts right now and with you know, yeah, know. so <laughs> all these yeah all these institutions that are like yeah for a while saying that no this is no good this is garbage it's not even backed by anything and now they're quietly adopting and using it yep yeah that's why every major financial institution is trying to put an application to be to be the first one to be an etf that should let you know really like all of them mm -hmm. are trying to do an etf right now and they they're all just trying to like compete with each other to see who can be the first one as soon as they allow that etf it's it's game on basically yeah nobody wants to be first but nobody else wants to be last Right. How long do you think it's going to take us to get to a $5 trillion market cap? Uh, let me look. With Bitcoin or the entire market? Uh, the entire market. 
Where are we with the entire market as it is? Maybe by the end of this year. Yeah, and this yeah, we're at two point four billion trillion. I'm sorry, uh, BTC at over a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, wow. end of this year. Yeah. And I would say with Bitcoin oh, by the end of this bull market, maybe even I, I, I'm guessing 4.5 trillion for Bitcoin by the end of this bull market in, in market cap right. for Bitcoin only. Man, yeah, there's a lot of big companies putting big money yep. into Bitcoin. Well, and like if you if you think this crypto market is a financial revolution, then we're still <laughs> early because there's two and a half trillion dollars in all uh, of the market, but Apple alone. Um, right is like a four or five trillion dollar company in terms of valuation. So yep. a single gold, company gold is like what ten trillion? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So you know, uh, and I think there's some guys out here. Uh, Dan Moorhead from Pantera Capital, one of the, one of the earliest um, Bitcoin hedge funds. Um, he's been talking about by 2031 or so, basically within the next ten years, uh, the entire cryptocurrency market being over a hundred trillion dollars in market cap, which would be absolutely wild. That is, yeah, yeah, pretty interesting. Pretty well, because we're talking many, many times profits <laughs> with that with that type of money in oh, in, in the good. market. Oh, right, God. it's just yachts for everybody. Yes, he's getting in now. I hope. Um, yes, let's hope. Let's get that. Let's get that two and a quarter Bitcoin. Yeah. This, uh, this Christmas, let's go, Santa. <laughs> I want for I'd, say, I'd say, let's aim let's say for 100k first, then we'll go for next year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd love it this year, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. I just don't, I think that's six figure Christmas. Let's do it. There you go. There you go. Six figure Christmas. We get an ugly Christmas sweater that says 100k on it. <laughs> I'll take Great. it. I'll buy one. <laughs> <laughs> you make it, I'll buy it. All right, guys. Um, any last words about the course and uh, what, where everybody can find you next? Yep. The course will be closing here on Tuesday, September 7th at midnight Pacific Standard Time. Um, so, yep, the link is in the chat. If you want to support John here on, on his channel, make sure to click through John's uh, affiliate link here that's in the chat. And um, uh, basically, uh, he'll get a piece of the pie there, too. And... Um, yeah, we'll be closing on Tuesday, September 7th, as I said, at midnight Pacific Standard Time. If you try to get in past that date, unfortunately, you in won't space. be able to join. Yep, two more days, um, two you and a half more space. days. Not everybody's yep. going to make it, guys. No, yeah. we already have 914 people which have joined. It's probably high, much higher than that by now. And there's going to be more people joining as well. We're expecting roughly between 12 to 1800 people probably in the course this time around. I had a thousand people in the course last time. And um, I mean, this space is only getting bigger. So um, it's definitely some people, you know, everybody needs to understand. And it's, you know, one of these things, right? It's like at first, it's, there's this belief and hope. I hope this does well. I hope this has a chance to subvert the uh, current financial system. I, yeah. you know, I believe these things are possible, but once you get into the course, you can really understand it. And when you understand that it is happening, right, whether the powers that be like it or not, um, you know, it becomes you get the a, message you know, telling you what's really going on. Right. Yep. Yeah. You watch them move in the dark and you can kind of see what's going on, but they're not going to, they're not telling you what they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. So if you want to, you know, be self-sovereign, start taking the wealth into your hands, get on there before Tuesday, you know, take advantage immediately. Um, and um, we'll take care of everybody this quarter. So um, that's nice. what we're looking to do. And Start uh, living like a rich person. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's not fast money. I would say four to five years, right? So let's say you put yeah. in twenty thousand dollars. Let's say just you know some nest egg money. Put in twenty thousand dollars. You get let's say a ten x average in this market over the next one year. Great. Now you have two hundred thousand dollars after taxes. Let's say, and then you you want to buy some stuff for yourself. Let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars then in a stable coin at the end of the bull market that you can put into crypto in a bear market, right? At the lower prices. Let's say the lower prices after two hundred fifty dollar two hundred fifty thousand dollar Bitcoin goes down to like thirty fifty or thirty thousand dollars again, which is basically where we're currently at now. Then um, basically you buy back in with a hundred thousand dollars at that point. Not only do you get more Bitcoin and Ethereum, this is a crypto emergency. You should definitely do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that one's really loud. Jesus. Yeah, somebody's somebody's oh. dying out here. I'm joking, but um, yeah. <laughs> there's a highway right right over here. Um, uh, but basically, um, if you have twenty thousand dollars and it turns into a hundred thousand, you put that in the bottom of the next bear market and then go into the next bull market. The next your second bull market, right? Which is, we're talking about like an eight year plan here. You'll have right. a fifteen to forty x. Relatively easy if you pay attention over the next uh, eight years, right? And so, hundred thousand times fifteen x is quite a good chunk of change. Times forty yeah. x is a little bit better, um, and you can then use that money to start working for you. And so, um, you know, yeah, I, I would say, you know, first you you want to focus on making some money, understanding what you're doing, then getting some riches, and then actually turning that that into wealth. Um, and so, how much would you recommend to to make? to have to make uh, use of the content of the course. So the course is 897, right? It's a one-time payment. So if you have $1,000 to put into crypto, right? If we do uh, that uh, basically two and a half to five X uh, on your money over this Q4, right? From October through the end of the year, um, then $1,000 turning into, let's say an average is a three or four X. So let's say $3,500. Then you take off the amount of the, the cost of the course, right? So that you basically are making about $2,500 just on uh, in profit just on that um, one thousand dollar investment thousand thousand dollars is enough yeah good info is not free folks all right guys thanks uh so much for coming on the show it was a great talk i'm very much uh more informed i'm about to go back through and uh yeah. listen to this Thank again. You. <laughs> yeah likewise and i know uh fuck these fucking jesus christ wow. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, um, basically what I was, what I was going to say, no, thank you very much for having us on here today as well, you know, on, on short notice is on, on top of it. So um, no, we really appreciate it. And it's, it's always a good pleasure speaking with you, John. And, uh, hopefully we can help somebody, you know, that's listening to this out there, um, you 100%. know, basically become self-sovereign and free. I would say the more, the more people we make, uh, competent and self-reliant is less people we have to save, right. yep. less people dragging us down. That's for sure. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to play these guys out. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Awesome talk. Hope you guys learned a little something there. What we're doing. Oh, man. Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, they are the guys. They're the guys. Take the course. Learn what you're doing. Let's, uh, let's keep it classy. I feel like I learned a lot today.
<laughs> All right, dudes. Excellent. I'll check you guys later.